0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And no Terrence this week because he had Memorial Day plans, so Kerry is here. What's us. up? And Kerry and I are both sporting our Washington Caps gear. Hey. Tonight is, of course, game one of the Stanley Cup final between the Los- or Washington Capitals and a team that didn't exist a year ago.
1: <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad it's us against the knights. Ridiculous. They don't deserve fuck those
0: guys. Micah, who do you got? Noted um, hockey expert Micah over here.
2: Well, uh now that uh now that the home quote unquote team is doing uh is I mean they've always done well, you know. It's just that now they're finally here. Uh now that they've proven that they're worthy of my fandom. i don't know who these golden lords or silver knights (laughs) or you know esquires (laughs) or whatever they are uh they're from vegas get out of here
0: noted hockey paradise las vegas nevada
2: Yeah, yeah yeah they play hockey in the desert
0: over there like it's weird so yeah uh i will say caps in six that is my official prediction i feel nervous finally predicting the capitals to win a series um, perhaps I should say Vegas seven and seven count, and count my, uh, count my blessings and hope that I, my continued being wrong during this playoff season, uh, continues onward. So we'll You're see. I was about
2: to say you just jinxed it by yeah. that <laughs> <is>. yeah, <right?
0: laughs> but see, now I've got the confidence surging through me. So we'll see. I don't have
1: that confidence. Like I'm wearing my Jersey, but I, I'm not confident. I'm in what I like to call the perpetual cycle of disappointment by being both a Capitals fan and a Nationals fan.
0: At least you don't like the Wizards, because that would also be massively depressing as well. Um, let's talk about video games on our video game podcast that we have here. <laughs> uh, I will start. I picked up Dragon's Crown Pro last week, which is merely Dragon's Crown with a 4K uh, coat of paint put over it. Um, I was super glad to see that. Uh, you do not have to have the PS3 version to import your save file. It, it just you could just pull it down from their server. So we were able to get our characters that we had in the PS3 version. Uh, we still started fresh with new characters. Um, look, that game's really fun. I actually am looking forward to hearing what Terrence has to say next week about it because he also bought it and he's been playing it, and I know that he would like it because it is basically uh, uh, Streets of Rage, the RPG, essentially, yeah, and uh, and it's it's great. I love it. And I haven't the,
1: played it, but I know it's a vanillaware game. It is. And I generally like a lot of other vanillaware stuff. So I am sort of surprised that I never got around to playing it. So maybe I'll pick it up if I can find it on sale somewhere. Yeah,
2: it's, really like it? it's really fun. It's really fun. The Amazon is the best character. She, <laughs> That's,
1: you know, she got legs for like years, man. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> so Chun Lee has nothing. <laughs> Nothing on his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> so what Emily's using. She decided to use the Amazon for her second character. Amazon is amazing. Yep. So, yeah, Dragon's Crown Pro, thumbs up. I think it's 50 bucks. Um, if you like to grind and you're looking for something that's, you know, just fun to beat up shit, it's it's really good. Um, Micah, tell me about Daitois, <laughs> Become Human. <laughs>
2: Uh yeah, I picked up Detroit, Become Human. It's a Quantic dream game directed by and written by David Cage, um, aka a well meaning white man, um, who is not is from he, America. Is he well meaning? He's he's well meaning and not from America, which is why should, <laughs> which is why he should write uh, uh, uh write and direct a game based in America about uh race relations and civil rights and civil rights and mm-hmm. gender equality. Yeah that that i mean that makes sense right like me writing uh it's like if i wrote mean girls
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like no that's that's pretty spot on i mean i i've had no interest in playing this game because i think um david cage is a pompous asshole who um <laughs> what, who really wants to direct movies but really really doesn't know what he's doing so he makes mediocre video games
2: instead um well, I will say that uh, I enjoy his games uh, as flawed as they are, I do enjoy um the storytelling aspect of it and the the previous stories aren't great this one is the this one is his best i haven't played really beyond, i haven't played beyond two Souls okay but this one is his best, but it's not without its it's not without its little hiccups right like oh like
1: putting all the androids in the back of the bus because that's not heavy-handed
2: like like it's very it's very very on the nose like (laughs) like press x to sadness and and this is what i mean by he's like he's he's well-meaning right like we yeah all right we get it we get it but you don't have to physically like like well the androids are taking all the jobs And and they're being put on the back of the bus, and the female, and apparently, sex with these androids is the best thing. It's better than human sex, uh, which I read in a magazine in the game. Um, It is it is a blatant allegory on civil rights. And look, if you are if you need a, a a primer as to what civil rights is you should pick this up. And, and if you need a primer to kind of try to understand what people who don't look like you, what they go through, you should pick this up. Um, but you know, it it's very extreme. It's very extreme, right? Like, like the Jesse Williams character begins as essentially a house Negro, right? Like he, he is, he is a, a, a doting butler to Lance Hendrickson. Uh, who is a paralyzed artist and you know he and kind of like a father figure right like oh oh don't let anybody tell you what you can be. you can be whatever you want, like I get that right like oh that's a good message, but that's a message from the guy who owns you, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean like, it's, like, like
1: like the the sort of vibe that i 've gotten from this game, and like Look, I thought the story of Heavy Rain was was pretty pretty good. Um I thought the story of Beyond Two Souls was pretty stupid. Um I just it it seems like David Cage decided to do a game about civil rights in America with a really just terribly transparent well, it's like instead of black people, we'll use robots. Um and it's as if his only education on the subject matter of civil rights in america was like the fucking first three paragraphs of the wikipedia article
2: like, like. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is it, it it's hitting me in a in a i'm very curious with this game how other people would take it i'm curious as to how white men would take it i'm curious as to how black men and women would take it i'm curious as to how uh Hispanic folks would take it because there's there's an allegory for someone in here somewhere, and while some some might not be overtly represented as as you know the different races are, it is an interesting it's an interesting game and i'm i'm- cur- i'm I'm interested to play through it, but like the Jesse Williams character. Uh, like I said, he's, he's doting and he's, he's loyal and then something, and then he gets framed for something he didn't do. And then like, that's it. Flip the switch. All you motherfuckers are evil. All you motherfuckers are bad. All you humans. Fuck you. Right. And at the same, while I feel that is very, um, that is very extreme. I feel like somebody like Terrence would be like, nope, that is the exact <laughs> <perfect> response. And <laughs> I want to lead a revolution. And right? now I'm an I, anarchist. <laughs> right, right, and, that, and 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 that is that is the world that we live in. So I don't know if he is some sort of storytelling genius or if he Homer Simpsoned his way bass ackwards into something that is interesting. <laughs> but it is interesting. The Kara character, uh, she is—I mean, she is—you might as well have domestic violence survivor just printed on her head, right? Right um because that's what her story is essentially like she is taking this uh she is taking this abusive th- this daughter from her abusive father um and then you have the Connor character who is uh the the naive white person so to speak who is just here trying to do his job man like hey I'm here trying to do my job and I think depending on how you play Connor Connor can become woke or Connor can just be like, no, I'm just doing my job. I'm not here to offend. I'm, not here, I'm just doing my job trying to get through life, right? Which is what I imagine uh, the average white male is. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's interesting. I, I, think, it's, um, I think it's funny that this game came out in this time. Like, I, like I wonder if we had different leadership in the country. Like, would this game be interesting to me? Or would it, would this just be like, get the fuck, get this fucking Lee Daniels heavy handed bullshit out of my face. But because we live in a cartoon reality right now, (laughs) like this cartoon reality in this game just kind of fits right into it. So it's, it's, if you like this type of game, uh, go ahead and pick it up. But you know, if you've never played a game like this before, I would really do your research because this isn't this is this is essentially a choose your own adventure. Uh, The buttons that you press are like turning pages, man. Like it's it's not uh, it's not for everybody.
1: I mean, what I do feel is is interesting about the the way that this is sort of a a choose your own adventure is that I know at the end of every chapter, it shows you like the path that you took through that particular vignette. And so you can sort of be like, oh, well. Here's a possibility that would have been open to me if I had done something differently earlier, and I think that's interesting. And I think that's what David Cage actually manages to do well is sort of present this branching story, choose your own adventure sort of sort of deal. Um, yeah, I'd be interested in in hearing your thoughts on on Detroit once you've finished the game, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of what I'm hearing from people who have completed the game is that. Um, It's it's very shallow in its sort of presentation of the issues where it's just like racism is bad. Civil rights are good. Domestic violence is bad. Treating women as people is good. And like it's not really going into like any sort of detail on those things. Um, So that's 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 one of the big hangups as far as uh, in addition to the fact that it's a david Cage game um that's It's <laughs> one of my big hangups as far as why i'm I haven't you know gone out and and bought it, but I'm interested in hearing you know and sort of revisiting this with you in a few weeks once you're done with it.
2: yeah it's um the the flowchart thing is very unique, uh not unique, but it it you appreciate all the little choices, like there are certain options in chapter two that, uh, I'm just using this as a random example. There are certain options that, in that like after, after you come home, um, to the abusive father's house, he orders you to clean up. Right. And this is a very mundane chapter. You're going around and you're cleaning things up and you're, you know, you're, you're tidying things up. And if you're Snoopy like me, you find certain things that can be used in, previous chat and in, in in subsequent chapters but you if you don't find it it's not an option if you do find it it's an option but you don't have to take it so and then those options can carry over into different uh chapters like i finished like ch- chapter five or whatever which was uh a car chapter and one of the flow chart and in the flow chart one of the little options was you found x item from this previous chapter that you chose to use or you chose not to use and then there's a whole different chart that you know is just not there for it like it's it's uh i like the idea of the different choice but um yeah yeah proceed with caution i I, i'm enjoying myself but proceed with caution
0: Carrie, tell me about your experience with Donkey Kong Country, the finest 2D platformer.
1: I mean, it's good. It's a really good game. Um, I didn't play it on the Wii U when it came out. Um, The last Donkey Kong that I played was um, DK Country Returns on the 3DS um, which I thought was really good, but really difficult. And this, much like that, is really good but really difficult. <laughs> um, I've definitely had my fair share of just like wanting to snap the controller in half during some of those rocket barrel levels. Oh, I
0: just got past um, the one in World Six.
1: Oh yeah, oh. that's where I am right now.
0: Oh, it's it, uh, did you did you beat that stage yet? Yeah, it's so hard.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so really hard. fucking hard um like i i like a good challenge but some of these i'm just like this isn't fair yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit um but you know that being said um i've gone through um some of the game as donkey and i've gone through some of the game as funky um just to sort of change things up a bit um i think a lot of people are are calling funky kong easy mode and in a lot of ways he is but in some ways Um, I think he's balanced really well. Like he's not just a fucking like God mode character. Um, there are some things he does better than donkey and a companion and other things he does not as well. So it's, it's been interesting. The music is, I think the one thing where everyone was like, yeah, the soundtrack to this game is just so fucking good. Um, and it is so many
0: callbacks to old Donkey country games. So,
1: so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing that up um i like a good 2d platformer um i think tropical freeze is a much more balanced game than um returns was it's a it's just it's a good platformer um i don't i don't really know what else to say about it (laughs) you know it's just really well done and if you have a switch you should buy it
0: well and then and then you've also because you're obsessed with persona and can't stop playing all the persona getting that new game plus
1: yeah, Action. I finally revisited the game a year after I beat it uh, the first time to to New Game Plus it. And um, that was sort of spurred on by the fact that the anime started um, and then uh, my best friend finally started playing it. So I was just like, well, she's playing it in the anime and everyone's talking about Persona again. Ah, fuck it. I'll play it. Um, so that's been fun. I mean, Persona 5 is really good. Um, if you haven't played Persona 5 yet, what are you doing? Um yeah, it's 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 just as fun playing through it, even like when you know everything that's coming, um, as it is the the first go round. I have no intention on trying to platinum the game because I'm not a psychopath.
0: You hear that, America? Like, You're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny too, um, I think, platinum it as well. Well,
1: not well, um, one of my fucking uh nationals buddies went from what is a Persona to I have Platinum's Persona 5 over the course of about two and a half months. And I'm like, I've created a monster. I I don't... I'm sorry, Frank. Like, I don't... I'm also sorry to Frank's wife. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Persona's real good. Um, I basically, you know, I've been sort of waiting for uh, Octopath Traveler to come out. That's about six weeks out at this point. So I've just sort of been going back and revisiting some other things.
0: Oh, I also played the um the Sushi Striker demo that they put in the Switch marketplace.
1: I did. I noticed you you playing that on I did.
0: Um it's not for me. Okay. It's not for me. It's a if you like puzzle games, um I would recommend checking it out. I thought it might give me like a sort of puzzle fighter sort of vibe. Um it didn't really scratch that itch though. Um, And, of course, the story around the game is ludicrous and extremely skippable. So, So yeah. So, so I mean, the demo's there if you want to check it out. Um, I would recommend doing that if you like puzzle games, uh, but I'm probably going to skip it. So, uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we move on. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Hit the red subscribe button. Hit the bell icon as well so that you are notified whenever we post up this New stuff, which is mostly this podcast, in video form, uh, but a few other things as well uh, that we throw up on there, too. Um, So, again, YouTube.com slash DensePixels. If you are not a premium member, go to DensePixels.com slash premium and subscribe today. It's just $5 a month or $50 for an entire year. Uh, We just put up a new episode of The Men with the Golden Tongues where we reviewed the 1983 film classic, Never Say Never Again. (laughs) Micah is rolling his eyes right now. (laughs) described <laughs> <and>, uh, as <laughs> a film classic um new episode of look forward just went up uh the uh episode of si- of airing grievances about seinfeld the race a couple weeks ago and i would expect a new episode of that soon um and then no time to bleed our monthly action movie podcast as well plus you get video episodes of the inner apocalypse podcast if you subscribe so again that's premium. And then finally, uh, we are on Spotify along with all the other TNP Studio shows, which includes The Apocalypse, Black and Black Cinema, uh, Tabletop for Two, the first uh, hour of Look Forward you can get on there as well. So you go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music, subscribe to the show. Um, We deliver the podcast to you while you sleep like a podcast ninja, and that way you don't have to worry about checking for new episodes. New releases, uh, the Sega Genesis Classics Collection coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox 1. So for $30, don't they put out a
1: Genesis Classics lineup like every other year at this point.
0: Uh they also had they they did put one out on 360 and PS3. Okay. That was called Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Um I think this has fewer games on it.
1: I think you're right. Doesn't this like lack Sonic 3?
0: Uh, that reason? I don't know. I don't know that, I don't have the lineup in front of me. Um but for thirty bucks, if you too want uh, a collection of completely underwhelming games, oh, uh, then uh, then you can get that.
1: <laughs> it was fifty games.
0: Oh wow! So it's more than uh, it's more than the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection had on it. Uh, I guess I guess fifty games is a good value.
1: Well, yeah, it's fifty games, but it doesn't have Sonic Three or Sonic Three and Knuckles.
0: Well, that seems like a massive oversight.
1: But it does have um, like Fantasy Star Two, Three, and Four. Uh, Golden Axe. Um, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of worthwhile games on here. Um, Space Harrier Two, Streets of Rage One, Two, and Three, Toe Jam and Earl, and Toe Jam and Earl and Panic on Funkatron, uh, Virtua Fighter Two. I mean, there's it's 50 games for 30 bucks. Um, chances are you'll find something you like if you were a fan of the Genesis era of gaming, but.
0: Like I said, I bought the Genesis. I bought the one on PS3 and 360. I don't need to. uh,
1: Probably don't don't need need to do it again. In
0: this, no. Um, The Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection releases on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. uh, Of course, with 12 classic Street Fighter games, uh, only three of which you actually need. But for (laughs) 40 bucks, um, it is a solid collection for sure. Um, With I, I do believe online play for the best versions of street fighter two three and alpha if i'm not mistaken as well
2: uh no because street fighter alpha two is the best alpha oh
0: it's alpha three that's online yeah man (laughs) they got the other two right but mm, fuck that um Harvest Moon Light of Hope coming out for the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, uh, but if, but I'm sure Carrie will tell you this is not real Harvest Moon, this is fake <laughs> Harvest Moon.
1: I mean, it's bullshit because it's basically Natsume refusing to relinquish the trademark for the name Harvest Moon to the company that's actually publishing the actual Boca jo Monogatari games. Now, unfortunately for everyone, all of the games have been shitty on both ends for like the last 5 years. So no one's missing anything, but um Light of Hope came out originally on Windows last year and it got middling reviews. So look, if you if you have a Switch or a PS4 and you're like, wow, I would really like to play a farm game, just buy Stardew Valley. Like <laughs> it's the best option. And now on on Windows they're doing the beta test the open beta for multiplayer which i've been meaning to get around to try out but yeah everything harvest moon and story of seasons has been bad for five years so don't fucking bother with any of them
0: <laughs> uh carry is in agony right now over this and agony is another game that's coming out It's a first person survival horror game for the playstation 4 an Xbox going. One that was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I was I was putting it together in my head as we were going. I was like, "This doesn't feel like it's going to land well." And then, yeah. sure enough, it didn't. Um, <laughs> everybody gets one. Alboy uh, coming on the PS4 and Switch. I, I, this is an anime thing. I have no idea what this is. I've heard of it's
1: really and... good. I think this was a game that was funded via Kickstarter.
0: Oh, um, that's see. Now you're now you're putting strikes against it. No, hold on. Oh, my. I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. Speaking of Kickstarter, Micah, did you know Bloodstain comes out like it's it's out now? We missed it on on the announcements.
2: Really? Yeah. I thought the uh, I saw something about the eight bit like precursor to. Oh, is that what and, it is? Uh, Yeah, that's what I think that is. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So uh, Owlboy was not funded via Kickstarter, um, but it is sort of, it's an indie game that spent a long ass time in development. um, So it might as well have been a Kickstarter game. Okay. Um, But it released, and uh, when it first released, this first came out for Windows uh, two years ago, and um, basically everyone said it was spectacular. Uh, It's got an 88 on Metacritic, so something worth checking out.
0: Well, there you go. And then Fallen Legion Rise to Glory comes out on the Switch as well. So digital highlights uh, this month in the digital marketplace. You have Earth Atlantis, which is a side-scrolling shooter uh, for the Xbox One and PS4. Um, you have Mining Rail, which looks like an, uh, like an Unreal Engine asset dup minecart game for Xbox One. Uh, you have Die for Valhalla, which is a Vikings game for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, You have a game called Just Shapes and Beats, which is a musical bullet hell game, which is coming out for the Switch. It looks interesting, and it's only $10. And then the Mario Tennis Aces demo is available this weekend. I think you can download it now. You can
1: download it right now. You can't do anything with it yet. Right. They're Um, doing
0: the same thing like they did with ARMS, where it's like the global test punch or test
1: yeah they're doing like an online tournament basically so i'm sure they're it's basically just a stress test for the servers but it allows you to try the game before it releases so i'll i've downloaded it and i'm looking forward to playing as princess daisy so
0: yeah like i said i I will probably check it out as well because i'm actually excited for mario tennis aces so is my wife so so am i should be fun oh look at that man a
1: unanimous decision regarding Nintendo. Wow, well, it's probably is here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and then finally, release date and new game announcements. Um, Hours of Darkness, the Vietnam uh, DLC pack that's coming for Far Cry 5, releases on June 5th. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 has been delayed by Telltale into 2019. And then Killer7 uh, is coming out on Steam this fall for some reason.
1: Killer 7 is a grasshopper manufacturer, I think. Am I inventing that? It's it's Suda. No, it's it's Suda. It's Suda 51. Um, I think a lot of people would argue that it has um, always been Suda's best game. Um, It was like a GameCube PS2 release. So uh, the fact that they're making it available for a new generation of gamers is, I think, a good thing. Because it's a really good game. And I think more people should play it. So...
0: And based on how old Suda51 looks now, um, I'm pretty sure that he was 12 when he invented <laughs> when he made Killer7. <laughs>
2: so
0: pretty genius for a 12-year-old to, to get that one going. Um, so that is it for release date new game announcements. Uh, as is customary, when we have a special guest and one of our normal hosts is not here, they assume their responsibilities because we are assholes. So I will turn oh. it over to Carrie for headlines.
1: Uh, okay, well, we're going to start off with some Street Fighter news. Um, so, Cody has been announced for the Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, uh, and what—and what
0: an Award. announcement it was!
1: Uh, I have no opinions on this. Um, that boy looks. Thick, though.
0: So. <laughs> uh, Micah, I'll let you take this because you were very excited about the uh, announcement video that Capcom put out to announce Cody's release.
2: Yeah, it's weird. They, uh, they started out the trailer with a live action version of Cody played by uh, famed wrestler Kenny Omega, um, which was just kind of odd to me. Uh for those of you that don't know Kenny Omega is uh hot shit over at New Japan Pro Wrestling and he is an incredibly big dork. Like he's a big nerd, like
1: like a lot of wrestlers apparently.
0: Oh, but like, he's like
2: outwardly about yeah, it. Yeah, like oh. his finishing move is called the one-winged angel. Oh.
0: <laughs> and and when he I... uh and when they had their re- big Wrestle Kingdom show in January, which is basically Japanese WrestleMania, uh his Ring gear was inspired by the Destiny Two Curse of Osiris DLC yeah. that was coming out.
2: <laughs> like he's a super nerd, yeah. Good for him. <laughs> though. Uh, now he's
1: officially Cody.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's Cody
0: Omega. In, <laughs> as as Omega. Uh, Micah, I don't know if you know this, and nobody mentioned it. He was not the only
2: uh, wrestler in that live action thing. He wasn't. Who was? Uh, who was the voice? I'm. I'm assuming the voice was someone.
0: Oh, if you think hard enough, you could probably guess as to who it was. Uh, who would it make the most sense to be? Oh, well, it would probably be Xavier. Woods. Yeah, it was Xavier Woods. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay,
2: <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, uh, a couple things. One, um, Capcom seems seems to love Aryan men. <laughs> they got a lot of. They got a lot of handsome, square-jawed, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white American men in Street Fighter. And um I mean I to me
0: like that just informs us of what Ono thinks of all Americans, basically. <laughs> right, I mean,
1: right. Here's the thing, like you look at a lot of characters that are specifically labeled American in anime, and they all look like this too. Like that's that's just what Japan assumes all Americans <laughs> so, look like. So what you're telling me odd, blonde haired, blue-eyed. What you're fingers. telling
0: me then is that the Japanese look at American white males and basically say all y'all look alike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep.
2: Um, but uh this is this I'm I'm excited for Cody. Cody is uh the new mayor of Metro City. That's how bad that uh Metro City, aka Detroit is <laughs> um that they have this convicted felon become mayor. But he looks very cool, he looks very fun, he's got a couple of cool uh V triggers. I was very, very satisfied with this trailer except for his, um, his, uh, super or critical art or whatever the hell they call it in Street Fighter V, um, where it's just a, just like a recycled animation of, um, one of his special moves from the previous games. But Cody looks, uh, a lot of fun. Um, he looks, uh, uh, uh well developed from uh, a gameplay standpoint which is something that I can't necessarily say for Falk the previous uh the previous character released but uh yeah Cody looks fun and he's got five outfits including a Mike Hagar throw Yeah you yeah. got a fucking Hagar outfit uh which is weird. Like he's wearing another man's pants. Like it's not, <laughs> like, it's not like an inspired outfit. I'm pretty no. sure that's just a yeah, sta- But it does a,
1: show off his abs. Well, no,
2: it's it's also an outfit that's
0: standard issue for the for the mayor of Metro City.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the standard mayor of Metro City uniform. Uh waist size and all. <laughs> uh I appreciate um. I appreciate uh him rocking the uh gold finger tuxedo. Um and uh yeah, Cody looks fun, man. He's a good
1: I'm, looking drawing.
2: Um I'm uh, I'm looking forward to playing Cody.
1: Uh next up, Nintendo uh has released uh a Switch hardware bundle. I don't know that it's necessarily accurate to call it a bundle, but that's what the Polygon headline calls it. Um, It's currently exclusive in Japan and it is basically just the system itself. So it does not come with a dock. It does not come with the Joy-Con grip. It does not come with an HDMI cable. And it also doesn't even come with an AC adapter. Um, But it is about $75 off of the standard full system release Um, but it's it's basically a system or a hardware release aimed primarily at houses that already own one switch and maybe have someone else in the house that sort of wants their own and doesn't necessarily need to have all of the the, the, family that doesn't need to sort of be doubling up on all of the extra hardware.
0: Well, and also, I mean, in Japan, this makes a lot of sense because they have a far higher percentage of people who use public transport
1: and um, only and will we be do. using the switch primarily as a handheld rather than a home system. Right. So, um, yeah, um, I mean, even the article notes that this it, it may make more sense for the Japanese market than America um but i think that this is sort of an interesting development um and while it's not exactly a price drop because you're still getting exactly what you pay for in either <laughs> in either case um i it's something that i hope becomes available in the us um because i think um like my household would probably benefit from a second switch um because i think my husband wants to play one more than he has been letting on um but, uh, we don't, you know, it's not like we need to be spending $300 for another set of everything, you know, it'd be cool to just sort of have the, the system itself for a lower price. So,
0: so if yeah. this, if this particular configuration is really successful and they end up like say around Christmas time in the U S bringing this particular configuration here as well and it's really successful. How long does the 3DS have realistically after that happens?
1: I mean, I think the 3DS realistically is only going to go or only really going to be supported until this time next year anyway. Um, Just because of the titles that we already know are in development for the 3DS. Um, I mean, we've it's it's been evident for quite some time now that Nintendo will be phasing out the 3DS family of systems and we'll be focusing entirely on the switch to focus to service both the uh, home console and handheld markets. So I don't, I don't really think Nintendo releasing that sort of bundle bundle in, in America um, would have any impact on something they're already sort of working on. You know,
0: listen, my, my thing is still once Pokemon comes out to, to quote Jay, that's a wrap.
1: um next up uh some sad news uh ted dabney who uh co-founded atari along with nolan bushnell in 1972 um and was also responsible for the first commercially available arcade game in the form of uh computer space um has passed away at the age of 81 um I believe, the cause of death, I think he had esophageal cancer. Um, So, yeah, I mean, sucks. Um, This was a guy who clearly had a significant impact on the industry, particularly in the early days. Um, I mean, this was a guy who was literally assembling um, arcade cabinets for uh, commercial use with his own two hands. Um, So, uh, unfortunate. Um, I think... Uh, This is a guy whose legacy is not quite as known in the same way as Bushnell's. I think when people think Atari, they tend to think Bushnell and only Bushnell. Um, But you know, Dabney had just as much to do with the company's early success um, as as Nolan Bushnell did. So, and in other death news, um, the uh, I guess you would call him somewhat of a controversial figure, a game critic. Total Biscuit, um, John Bain, uh, passed away at just 33 years old this week. Um, Brad, I know you had shared some thoughts on this in the Facebook group.
0: I did. It's unfortunate. Um, Total Biscuit was one of the, really one of the first like influencers on YouTube to gain prominence, I would say, um, in terms of his criticism. And also he did well on Twitch too. he i do like he was one of the first people that i heard about um i didn't really follow his content too much uh he's famous for there's a couple of videos uh cri- you know criticism videos that he's put out there um that have really gotten a lot of attention because his critique was pretty was pretty solid uh it's really unfortunate because he was originally diagnosed with uh i believe it was bowel cancer
1: it was bowel cancer um
0: in 2014 it went into uh Recession, and then came back. Unfortunately, and he decided yeah. not to. Or, well, I mean, he treated as much as he could, and then realized that um
2: he it wasn't was going he, to. Go yeah,
0: away. wasn't going to work. So he uh he's hoping that his wife continues his channel on. Um, and then I know there's a GoFundMe set up because actually one thing that this has illustrated, um, his death specifically is that if you are in games like influencing criticism stuff like that. There really is no like contingency plans um, outside of whatever life insurance you set up. There is no four hundred one k. There is no, you know, anything to help your family if something. Right, it's it's like happen.
1: any other sort of freelance right job. You know, um,
2: it's not even steady work.
0: Right, yeah. that too. I mean, like it's it is precarious. So I mean, it just it, it it's it's very sad, and also hopefully will serve as a precautionary tale um, to other influencers to maybe make sure that you have that you're being smart about set what up you're a doing. safety net right um or, or, yeah i yeah. mean
1: i i obviously this is um incredibly sad to to lose anyone who was a um a voice in this industry um got at at 33 years old um my grandfather passed away from bowel cancer a few years ago but the difference was he was 92 um so it wasn't entirely unexpected <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this was a guy who, um, seemed to be sort of working until he really couldn't work anymore. Um, he, he only fully sort of like retired from games criticism, um, at the start of the month and probably realized that he just physically couldn't put himself in front of a camera anymore as his health continued to deteriorate. Um, a few people have brought up the fact that this was a guy who, when, uh, the whole Gamergate bullshit was... Sort of getting off the ground. um, This was a guy who very much had the sort of, well, it's about ethics and games journalism sort of argument about it. Um, So I think there are certainly um, reasons to look at the legacy that he has left behind with a critical eye. Um, But obviously to lose anyone at at that sort of young age is um, not great. Um, So all the best for uh, his wife and his family and hopefully maybe something good will come out of his channel moving forward. So maybe something worth paying attention to. Um, Also worth paying attention to, uh, I believe we talked about this past December uh, that some ding-dongs caused a guy to get shot by police by calling a fake swatting Uh, On his house and federal prosecutors have uh, indicted three men involved in the uh, December death of that man, Andrew Finch, who was shot and killed by police Um, after one of the defendants, Tyler Barris, made a call to 911 dispatchers about a completely made up hostage situation at Finch's address. So Barris has been charged with manslaughter and will be facing a slew of additional charges at the federal level, including cyber stalking, making threats across state lines, wire fraud and conspiracy. Play bitch games, win bitch prizes y'all
2: like. Yeah, man, life comes at you fast, especially when you're an asshole.
0: Oh, and, and even better is that, um, the other two guys involved with this are also getting charged as well. Yes. And, uh, they decided to go once they realized what happened and that the police knew it was a SWAT call and they went to the wrong house and they saw the, uh, the news story. Um, they decided to start trying to delete evidence, which is not generally a good idea.
1: No, that's also generally against the law. Um, so, I mean, basically if, if you are unfamiliar with this story, um, these ding dongs were playing a call of duty and, uh There was a dispute over events in the game. Uh, one of the kids got so upset that he asked uh, Barris, who had a reputation for making SWAT calls to SWAT uh Gaskill, uh, another one of the boys in this situation um so he sent him to an address in Wichita Kansas daring Barris to swat him uh and then of course Barris did that sent him to that address but of course that wasn't the address where this kid lived So instead, uh, they arrived at the home of uh, Andrew Finch, a 28-year-old who had nothing to do with the dispute, who answered the door and was fatally shot when a police officer believed he was reaching for his waistband. Now, there's obviously a lot to be said (laughs) about why the um, police officer would be so trigger-happy, because I believe this was the first death that happened in a swatting incident. I don't know if you guys know.
2: Yeah, I I think it is the first death.
1: Um, so, uh, as far as we're aware, the police officer who, uh, actually killed this guy, um, will not be facing any charges. Um, but that's a whole other can of worms, I think. That's something for the look forward podcast, maybe. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: but yeah, uh, all three of these guys who were involved in the situation are being charged with crimes. Um, one of one is being charged with conspiracy another is being charged with wire fraud. Like they're, they're throwing the book at these guys and hopefully they go to jail.
0: Uh, look, like I said, this, I I said it back then. I'll say it now. Uh, I hope they get hit with the maximum sentence of every charge that they're convicted of. Because like I said, you got to deter these morons from doing this bullshit.
1: Right. You gotta, you gotta set a precedent for this shit going forward because there have been so many of these, incidents of people getting mad and finding some dude's address and sending a SWAT team to their
0: house. Well and look, like I said, I mean like the other stories we hear about this are usually at least with the party involved with the dispute. I mean they sent you know, they sent it to this guy's house with nothing to do with it and he gets killed. Like that's right. completely unacceptable. Um so yeah, throw the book at these guys and and let it be a lesson to anyone that wants to try doing this bullshit again.
2: Yep. Yeah, man. I, I have no problem with these people being made an example of. Um, I, mm, all right, yo. All right. Got gotcha. it. <laughs> Move on. I can't. I can't. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, that's it for headlines this week.
0: Well, before we get into top stories, just a reminder that if you buy anything from Amazon.com, be it big or small, make sure you use our Amazon link, densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, We get a small percentage of that sale, but you'll still pay the same price. It's the easiest way to donate to your favorite video game podcast. So again, densepixels.com slash Amazon and help support the show that way.
2: Three years ago, Andrew House, then CEO of PlayStation Division, uh, said that 2015 was, quote, the beginning of the harvest period for the PS4. In business, uh, the harvest period refers to the phase of a product's life cycle when a company reduces investment to reap maximum profits although House noted that Sony still planned to invest for the future during that year today PlayStation CEO John Codera, Kodera
1: I think it's Kodera, but I
2: think it's Kodera, Kodera. said the PS4 oh is entering the final phase of its life cycle according to Wall Street Journal reporter Takashi Mochizuki? That's correct. Good job. I can pronounce that name, but not John. But not John. Could be Kodak. <laughs> cold, cold, um, the PlayStation business has done very well for Sony since the PS4's debut in November 2013. Has it been that long? It really has been. It's almost yeah, been it's five been... years. God damn. Time is flying, man. Um, it's been delivering a steady... Steady increases in operating income and and generating a cumulative cash flow of more than $6.31 billion for the 2013 through 2017 fiscal years. Uh, But now they are set to focus more on um, network services, Uh, PlayStation Plus and The PlayStation Network. Uh, What are your What are your feelings on the PlayStation entering its last? Like, like these are these are the best years it's going to have. So,
0: I was so annoyed when this story came out because a question that I'm tired of hearing from people. (laughs) is when is ps5 coming out and i heard that ps5 was coming out real soon (laughs) and i knew as soon as this story hit people would see the story not read the story and not use their reading comprehension skills to actually assess what the information in the story was and just assume that a ps5 was imminent based on the fact that the PS4 is headed to the end of its life cycle, even though John Cadera then came out and clarified later on that it's going to be at least three years before we see new hardware from Sony. He so, is
2: quoted as saying, we will use the next three years to prepare the next step to crouch down so that we can jump higher in the future. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Uh it means uh hold down for two seconds, press up and kick, and they're gonna <laughs> flash <laughs>
0: kick <laughs> the future of PlayStation. <laughs> Fantastic. No, but it's I mean, so fine. Like so if we if we if we move it out, you know, three years from now, eight years, that is the exact uh period of time between the PlayStation three and the PlayStation Four. So they're on the, the new the newly normal established hardware track for them basically yes. so
1: I mean I don't I'm not super worried about it my PS4 game collection is all JRPGs so it's not like those are going to slow down anytime soon
0: Right and by and by the way this is the best time because this is now like where third party developers are in a groove as well it's not just Sony that's cranking out awesome games like third parties now you know not not that they needed to wrap their head around the system as much as they did with PS3 because at least the architecture of this one is more complicated. It wasn't like brand
1: new. It wasn't like, oh, here's a Blu-ray disc for the very first time. Right. Run. Or
0: or or we're going to make a, you know, architecture that is only is unique to our console and you have to code around it. Like that's right. that wasn't the case this time. So this is going to be the time where you get your best games. Um and then Sony basically is going to just not worry about making tons of money in this sense, but they want to help drive more PlayStation Network ins- subscriptions, which is also good because that also means if they're not as concerned with maximum profits from the PlayStation itself, you might see another price drop theoretically in the next six months to a year that's permanent down at two fifty so I, uh,
1: what I'm sort of hoping for is that the pro drops a little bit um because i' I'm still on the regular p s four I have no real pressing reason to get a pro um but no i I feel like this is something that you know. I'm not at all surprised that Sony would be like, we're just sort of coasting to the finish line with the PS4 at this point, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because PS4 has obviously dominated this console generation. They just made Microsoft their bitch in every
0: <laughs> conceivable way. Let me tell you, I was, um, I was talking to a friend yesterday about just the, how remarkable, because um, E3 is right around the corner. So I was thinking about how remarkable the 2013 e3 press conference was go back
1: it was incredible go
0: back and watch the highlights if you want to see somebody <laughs> mercilessly dunking on their competition just over and over and over again watch the microsoft press conference or like the highlights watch the don matrick interview with jeff keely after the Microsoft press conference where he basically said, hey, if you don't have internet, we've got a console for you. And then th- that's Xbox 360, which Jeff Keeley immediately replied, that's your message. You, here's Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember that exactly. Right.
0: And then watch the highlights from the PlayStation conference where Jack Trenton <sighs> basically st- like took every. He just
1: whipped his dick out and was just like, right. here it is. It's like... hilarious because
0: like, he sits there on stage. And it's like, by the way, you will be able to play used games on your PS4. And then he took like a step back and let that applause break come in for like a solid minute before he started talking. Do you remember
1: again. like the little vignette that they did? I forget who was involved with it. It might've been like the Japanese president of Sony. It was just like, here's how you share a game. Uh, <laughs> and it was like the fucking like fancy intro and whatever. And then it was just one guy <laughs> handing a game to another guy and then like fancy outro. And I'm like, God, it was uh, dunking on microsoft it was
0: shuhei yoshida and my doppelganger adam boys that was yeah, in yeah it was so. so
1: fucking funny and the um, thing is like the the sales and the reception to the ps4 versus the xbox one very much lined up with how that e3 press conference um played out it's just it's it's honestly remarkable um i i never had any interest in getting an xbox one and microsoft has done absolutely nothing to change my mind on that um i'm glad i have a ps4 um, i will eventually probably get a, a pro um if the price drops to a reasonable amount for some poor asshole like me to afford it um but other than that you know very much looking forward to the future um after the pro came out i figured they were sort of done with doing Updates for this this particular generation of hardware. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I um, wow. I rem- I now now that you bring it up, I remember that we've got the console for you. It's called a three hundred and sixty. You poor fucks. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> that's your message. Like, well, like I've never been so uh, in simpatico with Jeff Keighley. Of all it was
0: it, it was amazing to see metric backpedal in that movement as well because he as soon as Keeley was like that's your message he was like oh shit i <laughs> fucked up and then he like like his excuses like well you know you know we talked to a guy that you know was in the military and they're like on a nuclear submarine i don't even know like what you do with a nuclear submarine as far as like internet goes I'm like all right don magic just just stop talking <laughs> like you're, you're oh, di- like dig, something. Dig, dig, is, that hole, dig that hole dig that hole deeper you it, dopey fuck
1: It says a lot about my own personal feelings towards Microsoft that um, when my uh, house was broken into and my 360 was robbed, um, I never bothered replacing my 360. Um, I replaced my Wii U. Didn't replace my 360. Haven't owned a Microsoft console since.
2: Goodness gracious, man. I don't miss it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to... E3, like I said, either last week or a couple of weeks ago, just to see what, you know, because competition is, is good for an industry. And I'd like to see what uh, what Microsoft is bringing to the table or if they're just going to be like, you know what? We're just going to take this L this generation. See you in two years.
1: I mean, there's there's no way for, at this point. There's no way for them to bounce back. They had and I think it's fair to say that they had. Probably the single worst launch of of any console within the last within the last decade. I think they had a worse launch than the Wii U. And I don't think I'm being
2: (laughs) I don't think. I'm I'm, I'm trying to think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think as well. Um I I do feel like they did well during like Microsoft did well during that initial holiday. Um, not as well as PlayStation, obviously. I,
1: think I was they came working out- at GameStop during that holiday, and we couldn't keep PS4s on the shelves. And I was working in fucking Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania, so it's not like we were serving a whole hell of a lot of people out there. Oh, we did not keep.
2: It's because they didn't have internet in Shrewsbury, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> we
1: <laughs> we couldn't keep the PlayStations in stock for more than about fifteen minutes at a time. But we had Xbox Ones that fucking dumbass connect bundle in stock the entire time we couldn't get rid of them people would call be like what consoles do you have and i'd be like well we have xbox ones they'll be like well call me when you get (laughs) ps4s and i'm like i
0: think i think it just looks worse in because it's it's framed next to the playstation launch
1: i i don't think that's incorrect I think um, I
0: think the Wii U was pretty bad. I I don't think you're I don't bad. think you're remembering it as uh, as because I remember I distinctly remember during Christmas time that year, um, and you were you were I think you were still working with me at the time. I
1: sure was. they were
0: just sitting there like you <laughs> like sure we like were. we couldn't give away to people.
1: I was trying, man. Yeah, I think I think the difference is like the Wii U released and people like didn't care, and like the Xbox One, people were so pissed off about that <laughs> original bundle. You know, with the Wii U, it was complete apathy. But with the the original Xbox One bundle with the Kinect, people were like legitimately mad about what Microsoft was doing at the time.
0: It was, and I think a... that's
1: what makes it worse is that people were like actually angry at Microsoft. With the Wii U, people were like, eh, "What?"
0: It was not a good time for Xbox. No. Still, and it really hasn't been a really good. I it mean, hasn't
1: they, improved much since then. Yeah,
0: they can put whatever spin they want to on it, but these last. Almost five years have not been uh, have not been the best I mean shit, they lost their number one fan. Terence is gone
2: you, when you lose Terence <laughs>
0: Terrence is on team plays he's he is on team blue all the way now
2: <laughs> Terence bought dragon's crown of all they, like that you it doesn't get more Japanese than yeah, a Japanese made game on a <laughs> Japanese system with a japanese controller who uh it's funny how you don't hear terrence complaining about his hands being too big anymore do you nope (laughs) bunch of fucking bullshit but yeah like it's like wow like wow anyway um look three more years uh the next uh we get to do we get to do this madness all over again we get to drop fifteen hundred dollars on uh, on the next generation of consoles all over again. It'll be nice. This,
0: it'll be nice this time because we'll actually have professional video recording equipment to do these uh, to do those reviews on.
2: Yeah, that we did yeah. the last time. Wow. Next, next, the next console generation might be the first console generation where I'm not able to buy a console day one. Oh, yeah.
1: Goddamn. I don't think I'll be buying a console day one, regardless.
0: I mean, I'm I'm gonna buy the PlayStation Five. I probably, I guarantee. I'm, not I'm you, gonna
2: I'm, not I'm gonna need 10. some
1: bullshit JRPG to be available on that PlayStation Five before I spend any money on it.
2: Yeah, the the, the next console generation might be the one where I won't be able to buy all consoles either. Like I just might not have enough. That's not oh. a bad thing. Uh, it's do you
0: really
1: be- want the Xbox Two or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it?
2: No, it'll be like it'll be like it'll be like Xbox Alpha, right? Because they fucked up the the numbers. So so
0: it's the new beginning. Right. It's the new beginning for Xbox, the Alpha. (laughs) Or they'll call it the Omega because it's the console to end all consoles.
1: Yo, you say that, but like that that like it rolls off the tongue in a way that is unnerving
0: yeah I xbox might ti-
2: Omega. oh shit! I Yuck. might
0: title this show xbox Omega, and then I'm gonna take the title card that I wrote this down on, and i'm gonna write it down and i'm gonna mail it to myself and I got a <laughs> copyright <laughs> and then I'm gonna be rich <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit all right well, uh a game that is coming out on uh uh multiple systems is Battlefield Five. we just got uh Recently, we, we saw the first glimpse of Battlefield Five. Uh, its release date will be, first of all, it'll be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and uh, Windows PC. Oh, not Switch? Shocking. Not Switch. Not Switch. Um, an, early tri- an early trial of the game will be available to EA Access and Origin Access members on October 11th. Uh, that early trial <laughs> is only for a limited portion of the game. The deluxe edition of Battlefield will unlock on the sixteenth. The standard edition of Battlefield will unlock on the uh nineteenth uh There are multiple versions of the game uh you get a bunch of stuff if you pre order and uh one of the, a couple of big things about battlefield one it won't have a premium pass uh The game will launch alongside. A living service called Tides of War, which will give every player new maps, modes, and expansion content as soon as it is released without any of the content being sold separately after launch.
0: AKA. Fuck you, Activision. AKA. We're really sorry about Star Wars Battlefront 2, guys. Really sorry. (laughs) Profoundly sorry.
2: Uh, The game will focus on the early battles. In an alternate future where, in an alternate timeline where women were a part of the world war, <laughs> I don't even think women were invented in 19- <laughs>
1: Right? <laughs> wow, we've got women in my comic books, women in my video games. What's next? Women in real life. I'm sick of this shit, man. There are so many people who are tweeting hashtag Not My Battlefields, being like, oh SJW take over World War Two, right? Fuck you. There's a black, black guy you, in
2: Battlefield One. There's a woman in Battlefield Two World look, War.
1: Fuck you. I'm gonna say this right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you're mad that there are women in Battlefield World War Two, Battlefield Five, fuck you sincerely from me please go fuck yourself because holy shit it's a video game if you you want you want historically accurate world war ii fucking watch a documentary this is a video game eat my ass
0: plus i mean they've already like world war ii has been done to death like what else are you gonna do alternate reality i'm cool with it (laughs) it's different
2: It's different.
1: What's fun is that after a uh, bunch of butthurt man babies went on social media and complained that the females were ruining their video games, um, Oscar Gabrielson, the general manager at Dice, told them on Twitter in no uncertain terms to eat his balls um, by tweeting, let me be clear about one thing. Player choice and female playable characters are here to stay. We want, Battlefield 5 to, we want Battlefield 5 to represent all those who are part of the greatest drama in human history and give players choice to choose and customize the characters they play with. Our commitment as a studio is to do everything we can to create games that are inclusive and diverse. We always set out to push boundaries and deliver unexpected experiences.
2: Look, there's if you... A, uh, there's a, a, a GIF or Jeff or whatever going around. It's GIF. About people who um, are complaining about realism in their battlefield, and then the GIF is uh, two people on horse, two people on horseback, and one floating behind them with <laughs> flamethrowers. <laughs> like come on, yo.
0: Well, and look, if if you're really that upset about having a woman on the cover of Battlefield Five, then you can pay the man cover premium of twenty dollars and get a man on your cover of the deluxe edition.
2: And how much you want to bet, right? How much you want to bet if you flip the cover over,
0: there'll be a dude. Be a dude on it. Wouldn't be like, shocked. Wouldn't be the first time,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did that with uh, all three Mass Effect games. Yes. Uh,
0: just, just the third one actually.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, okay.
0: Yeah, just the third one. But um, just, uh,
2: just calm down, you. Know. And, and
0: again, <laughs> if you if you need a historically accurate World War II video game, play one of the other four hundred historically accurate World War II video games that exist. Yeah.
1: God, I need men to just fucking
0: stop. Just just be, people bitch all the time that they don't do anything different with, you know, setting for, oh, it's always World War II, it's always my you know, then then they you know, call the losing future shit. Like, I can't, I'm not going to play Battlefield Five because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if you were saying, hey, we're going to do World War II, I'm like, well, that's boring, you've done it before. Yeah, but it's going to be like an alternate timeline. And we're going to do all this crazy shit. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that's, that's kind of like why Wolfenstein is popular, right? Because it takes this established timeline and fucking turns it on its head right? and does whatever the fuck it wants. I think, I, I think EA might've cracked the code with shooters. What can we do to differentiate this? Well, let's take a, this established thing and let's fucking just play with it and do whatever we want.
1: I hope Battlefield 5 comes out and is reviewed just spectacularly well. Um, I think the artwork release of the main female playable character looks fucking badass. Um, and it makes me, as a woman, a female existence in the universe, that much more interested in playing a game that I have otherwise not at all ever been interested in playing.
2: Like. Uh... I hope that the uh, so the game is being touted as being incredibly customizable. You can customize a bunch of cool stuff, right? And in the trailer, you see the woman, one of the female protagonists, well, she's British. British women weren't in World War II. How do you how do you, how do you know? You don't you don't know that. You don't know that. You're taking the J approach to trying to win an argument by saying something with such authority, even though you're completely ignorant to it like y- you don't know that and second of all i hope all the female characters have uh some sort of advantage because 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 fuck you <laughs> i don't want you to be mad.
0: really yeah. really really doubling down on the uh on the on the anger from man babies
2: yeah man i hope i hope the women are i hope the women um uh, uh, have more health and life, and are, are are tougher because they have to endure a bunch of shit. I hope the black characters can run faster.
1: I mean, isn't it like a higher. like a scientific fact that women have a higher threshold for pain than men do because we're the ones who have to give birth?
2: Yo, I can't, I can't even take a big shit without <laughs> being mad. I can't imagine pushing a baby out. Imagine, like, imagine that if you if you choose to
0: play as a white male in this game you have to pump twice as many bullets in to kill somebody and you get only half the amount of normal XP <laughs> that normal Please. players get. And then you can have all these, all these white dudes coming out and be like, I've got to
2: work twice as hard. I only like get half as much. It's just ridiculous. Bullets do 75% of the total damage to the female bullets right you would feel kind of pissed about that wouldn't you
0: and meanwhile terrence would be great because he would be playing as a black woman and he's like i'm like a god in this game i mean <laughs> like,
2: there would be she, he would be clipping through walls oh <laughs> uh, and even that would be even more of a subtle nod to the disparity between human beings than Detroit becoming human is. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, We also have to discuss the elephant in the room around this. Uh, They did state unequivocally that there will be no loot boxes in the game and they will have a paid premium currency, but it will only be able to buy cosmetic items.
1: Good. Seems EA has uh, wised up a little bit to how loot boxes should work. Yeah. Which is they should not be in your game. And premium currency should only be for cosmetic items that have no impact on how the game actually plays, so that you don't end up with bullshit pay-to-win situations in online multiplayer.
0: They should—they should have just called it Battlefield Five. Parentheses. We're really sorry about Star Wars Battlefield <laughs> Two. <laughs> Close parentheses.
1: That's that's what I hope like the back of the box reads. It's just like, "Hey guys, we know you were mad about Star Wars Battlefront and we're really sorry. So here's a game that gets it right the first time."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like these people, like this one chick has a has a uh, an artificial arm. Like she's got a hook. She's got a hook arm. Like that's fucking cool, man. That's some of the stuff that you can customize, you can customize. Um uh, you know, all of their different clothing down to minute options, uh helmets, pants, hats, jackets, face paint. Um never really understood the whole customize a first person character, but uh you know, whatever, whatever whatever gets you more money, I guess.
1: Yeah, they're showing off. Um here's my question about this whole story is uh E3's in like 10 days why are they announcing this now why didn't they wait
0: because they because with three, i mean the the big focus at e3 for them is going to be anthem because oh
1: i guess that's still a yeah thing. that's
0: it well i mean i mean in in reality like so battlefield they can count on pretty reliably to do well anthem's kind of a make or break game not as much for ea but definitely for, for BioWare. bioware yeah so that's gonna get the lion's share of the attention at their event. I think. I think they'll also detail, like like they did the announcement for Battlefield Five in such a way that they kind of just wet your appetite, and they can trickle out more concrete information over time. So I think you'll see um, some more details at e- at at E3. But I think the the lion's share of the time is gonna really be, really be like blowing out Anthem and being like, check this shit out. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And again, guys, no loot boxes. We're really sorry about Star Wars
2: Battlefronts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right well that's battlefield i uh i have no interest in it but i think terrence would play it i think he prefers battlefield over uh call of duty oh he'll
0: and, and he'll he'll and, play it with with pleasure as well customize characters and you know not have to run through the game as fucking random you know white gomer from kansas <laughs> as in any other world war Two game basically so that's uh I think that's a plus. Like I said, it's I, I'm all for games, play, uh, you know, especially a, sh- a serious shooter like Battlefield. You know, just taking taking history and 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 playing with it. Some I don't think enough games take advantage of that, or not, not enough mainstream games anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm down for it, even though I'm not going to play it. Um, <laughs> so that is it. We didn't do a question of the week because we kind of we weren't 100 percent sure if we were going to record tonight or not, and we just kind of threw it together um, at the last minute. So no question of the week uh, next week though we will have our E3 predictions um the outlandish ones
1: oh yeah and
0: we will uh and we will ask you guys for yours as well so start thinking about that now and you guys can uh can contribute that with our question week next week but uh that is it for this show make sure you go to our fan group densepixels.com slash fans and get in on the numerous discussions that are happening in that group every single day uh leave us a five-star review on itunes if you do we will read it on the air uh follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you search for Dense Pixels, you can find us at both of those sites. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcatching app you choose. And we are all on Twitch TV. The main show channel is Dense Pixels. I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition four ten. Micah is Dense Black Nerd and Carrie is Suppets Carrie. So that is it for this week. So again, E3 predictions next week's and we will and we will detail have, our E three coverage. What do you got? I Carrie? have
1: one last thing I want to plug real quick. Uh, my book that i just finished which is at the printer the overstreet guide to collecting tabletop games which brad is also featured in um that is available for pre-order right now Uh, you can go to gemstonepub.com and order it directly from my company or you can go into your local comic shop and order it from Previews. Um, So please do that. Uh, I will also be at Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio, selling the book there. So if you're going to Origins, please drop us a note and let us know uh, so you can come find me and come hang out and maybe we'll go get a beer afterwards. I don't know. Um, But yeah, please buy my book. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And I can attest Origins is dope and it's probably the best tabletop gaming convention unless you want to go to the insanity that is Gen Con, but that's also a whole crazy thing. Origins is awesome that you get to play a lot. It's pretty cool. So that is it. Uh, We will see you all next week. See you.
1: Thanks.